The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. What have you said to me recently? Recently. Rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. 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 I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your faith. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy time. And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning. Boy. The older I get, the faster things move. I mean, they really do. James is right. Our life is like a vapor. Uh, anyway, if you want to check us out uh, online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com, SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, you can watch the video portion of the radio show. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, right? you can see the face is made for radio. Go there, scroll down on the right side of the page, and you'll see two videos. The bottom one is where we're live. It's got a black screen. It should be having Sons of Liberty. I don't know why that is, but uh, in any case, there it is. Uh, click on the little play button. Uh, hover over it and click on the play button, and then there's a little rumble thing down in the bottom right. Join us over at Rumble. We're at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. You get notified with that. You guys, um, when Bradley's show got cut off yesterday on my personal Facebook page, the reason that was is is Facebook said, oh, you were infringing on copyright. Well, what he was doing was he was doing fair use. You saw it. He was doing fair use. He was making comments on what was being reported, and they said it was a violation of copyright. No, it's not. It's called fair use. Facebook knows it. They did it on purpose because he was showing you these uh, soccer players around the world who were dropping dead on the field. All right? These, these guys who had had these shots, these are young men. This has never been seen before in my lifetime, I know. This, this kind of thing where young people, um, people of all ages, uh, dying quickly in the manner these guys are doing. And of course, we talked about the myocarditis uh, with Dr. Bill Smith, America's Frontline Doctors. Um, so yeah, th- that's what happened yesterday. But if, we, if you ever drop, go to Rumble or go to SonsLibertyMedia.com. We're also on Facebook, uh, excuse me, 
on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page, DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. We're also on uh, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. And then if you have a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV there as well. Now, uh, right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you didn't get all of it, if you got cut off and didn't know where to go, you always go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. That'll be quick and easy, okay? That's where we're going to be. But uh, if you missed the rest of the show, it's right there. It's there until 3 o'clock, and then he goes live right there, okay? Now, right above that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Um, and then real quickly, because i got a lot to cover today, uh, donate button if you want to support us. If you agree with our message, there's a one-time donation button there, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. We need you guys. I know it's tough for you guys. I'm going to talk to you about some of that here in just a minute. Some of you are so faithful in giving um, and, and helping us stay out there. And I, I got to tell you, just from the bottom of my heart, thank you. If you guys don't support, we don't, we're not able to do. Um, so we're thankful to you, very thankful um, for your generosity and for your prayers and, uh, and for your support when you come in and listen every morning or you join us in the chat or whatever the case may be. Thank you very much. Our store is also available. Lots of great conversation starters in there and equipping tools. Be sure to check those things out. Real quickly, Saturday morning from 11 to 2, we're going to be at the Chick-fil-A in, Gaff- in Gaffney. If you're in the area or you want to make the journey or whatever the case may be, you got a free time in the morning, you want to come spend some time with us, uh, please do so. 1704 West Floyd Baker Boulevard, Gaffney, South Carolina. Uh, and uh, that link will be up in the archive later this morning. We're going to be protesting what they've already decided that they're ready to do is decide with the tyrants. And they're going to guise it in the thing of protecting their, their employees and their customers. But I'm going to deal, I'm going to, I'm telling you, the next step will be to tell you, the customer, you have to have a shot. You've got to have a vaccine passport because somebody up top said you have to have it. That's going to be the next step. If you're going to capitulate to this one, Chick-fil-A, you're going to be doing it to your, your, your customers. You watch and see, folks. You watch and see. That's where it's going. And uh, so we're going to get ahead of the curve. I want to encourage everybody. One, don't park on Chick-fil-A's property. We're not there to, you know, obstruct things in that way. We're going to call them out, yes, but we're going to do it off property. There's a sidewalk in front of the uh, the Chick-fil-A. That's where we need to be. Don't be on the property. And I'm I'm just going to let it out right now. If somebody's listening and they want to be an agent provocateur, you're going to be called out, and I'm going to tell you to get. And if you don't get, I'm going to call the cops on you, okay? I'm not trying to be mean, but I know there's infiltrators who listen to these things, and they come, and they try to stir up people instead of presenting the truth, and that's what we're there to do, present the truth, okay, about what's going on and about how Chick-fil-A is being complicit in it. That's it. So you bring your friends, you come with you, but don't come to be an agent provocateur because you're going to be called out, okay? We, we, want a, we want a peaceful protest, but we do want to protest with the truth, all right? So that's what we're going to be there to do on Saturday. Now, real quickly, let me run through a couple of stories, just some headlines that we've got here on sonsoflibertymedia.com. I've got an interview I'm going to play for you that we did yesterday with Doug Reed, and he is a friend. He, he's the teacher I was telling you about. He's a friend of Dr. Bill Smith of America's Frontline Doctors, and uh, I'm going to play that interview with you in a little bit, and then we're going to get over into scripture about taking a stand against tyranny, whether it's at Chick-fil-A, whether it's at your place of business, or whatever the case may be. Here's a couple of headlines that we've got out. Tennessee doctor dies just days after Pfizer experimental kill shot. Some of you have already seen this story. Uh, This guy is 57 years old. He was a father, a husband, a grandfather from Tennessee. You know, his daughter is almost, and and I'm not saying this to, um, you know, put her down or something. She's a young lady. She's 19 years old. She said she would, you know, her father would want everybody else to be healthy and stuff, almost implying that they should get the shot too. Well, that's just foolish. That's just the most foolish thing you could say. And I mean no disrespect to the family or to this this young lady as a result of it, but that's foolish. That's sentimentality, and that's going to get you killed, believing that stuff. Here's another one. 22 ways to stop vaccine ID passports in 2022 and why we must. Now, this is a great piece from Corey Lynn. Corey Lynn, in my mind, is one of the greatest, one, well, she tops the list. She's got to be in the top five there of reporters out there today. I mean, really, 
She's she's very thorough. She's now writing for uh, Catherine Austin Fitz's The Slurry Report, and that's where this comes from. Be sure to check that out at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Also, 200 members join lawsuit against Biden's unconstitutional mandates. One question, where are the articles of impeachment? This is Bradley's article from yesterday. This is exactly the question that needs to be asked. Our representatives are not given the authority in the Constitution to present to join a lawsuit. They're given authority to impeach this rascal. He shouldn't be there in the first place. But that's what they should be doing. But they're too spineless to do the right thing. Here's another one. Do you see this one? This has got video with it. Cop driving over 100 miles an hour. This is in Texas in a neighborhood. Jumps the sidewalk and kills a man, but he's not charged. And you can see the video here. Now, if this were you or I, we'd have been arrested on the spot for manslaughter. We would have. You know we would have. But that thin blue line privilege, this is what it gets you. French president labels the unvaxxed as non-citizens vows to piss them off. That's what he says. Well, they're already ticked off, (laughs) Mr. Macron. They're already ticked off, and they're going to come for you, and it could be a painful lesson for you to learn, sir. This is the man who's married his teacher, who's, I don't know, what is she, 20 years, his, whatever those things are, senior, junior, whatever the thing is. I don't know. She's 20 years older than him. Here's another one. Multiple states now prioritizing skin color for the distribution of life-saving COVID treatments. Now they're making race an issue. And then finally, this one uh, came across in our Telegram group. If you're not a member of our Telegram group, how about uh, joining that? That link, if you're, if you're watching by a video platform, that's in the, descri- the video description. Join the Telegram group we've got there. Lots of friends over there. There's um, lots of information that comes through. A lot of the videos I get come from there. It, for me, it's a lot easier than Facebook, and I just don't want to give Facebook any time. I stay pretty much on my personal page um, there just to post stuff, and that's it. I, I'm not there to use their platform really at all. This, the, the Supreme Court hearing is going on tomorrow. It starts tomorrow, um, <clears throat> and I'm going to have this link up to where you can voice what you think about it. Remember, the Supreme Court offers opinions. They do not make law. I don't care what you say or what the presidents who've been around for several times, including Donald Trump, oh, the Supreme Court, it's law, it's the law of land. No, it's not. See, this is what I'm talking about, people knowing their constitution. In our Constitution, the only people who can write legislation is the legislative branch, Congress. This is why it's so important what we're bringing up with Chick-fil-A. They are ready to capitulate to the demise of young people and old people alike who work for them by saying, we're just waiting on the Supreme Court to rule. And it's worse than that. My two older boys work at a company called Greenhack. And I told them two or three months ago, they said, well, they're kind of talk, you know, talking about the, the, the shot and everything. And I said, if they're talking about it now, they're going to implement it. Now, Greenhack is a company out of Wisconsin, from what I understand. They have a, a plant over here in Shelby, North Carolina. And there are several friends that they have that they're, they don't, they're not going to go along with it, and they're going to do the same thing, except they're not even like Chick-fil-A and say, hey, this is before the Supreme Court. They're saying, OSHA's already put this out, and we've got to comply with it, and you have until January the 7th to do it. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even really a mandate. It's in limbo right now. Okay? But whether it is or not, let me tell you something. I had a conversation with Tony Roman. We had him on. We're going to have Tony on next week, Lord willing. And Tony and I just had the greatest conversation. I was so encouraged uh, and inspired by our conversation yesterday. And, you know, one of the things Tony keeps going, he says, Tim, he said, I don't care if they write a law. I don't care if they write a mandate. He says, whatever they're doing is unjust. And you, you don't bow the knee to them. You don't say, hey, I'll take the lesser thing of the religious exemption. I know exactly what he's talking about now because I told you that with Chick-fil-A. You got a religious exemption for the shot, but you can't have one for the test. Schofield, Wisconsin. Thank you, Jeffrey. The whole point is this. It is unjust what they're doing. And we're going to stand against you. It might be a painful lesson for you to learn, but we're going to stand against you. Okay? So here's the thing. 
Let me uh, let me go ahead and, and introduce this. I make mention of this passage at the end of the interview, but this is where I want to start off today. Have you counted the cost to resist the current tyranny at hand? Have you counted the cost to resist the current tyranny at hand? Because it's going to cost all of us something to resist it. We, we've let it go too far. Some of us is going to cost more than others because certain countries in, our, in the United States, and I say countries, I'm not going to call them states. They're sovereign countries. Some of the countries have been let to go further than other ones within the United States. Luke 14, 28 says, And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and he said unto them, If any man come to me, and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now he's not saying you got to hate these people in the sense of having anger in your heart. He's already warned about that. He says that's murder, right? That's a violation of the law. That's sin. But he's saying in comparison to following after me, he says, you can't be his disciple. You can't learn from him if you don't put everything else second. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Oh. You think your cross is, um, I don't know, having to bear some heat or some extreme cold outside or you know something frivolous? No. The cross is an instrument of death. It's what Jesus was nailed to. And he says, if you don't pick up your instrument of death, the thing that's going to kill you, and come after me, you cannot be my disciple. You can't learn from me. You're going to be doing your own thing. I'm not going to be your master. You're going to be your master. For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost whether he has sufficient to finish it, lest happily after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with ten thousand to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand? See, there's a cost to follow Jesus. There's a lot of the modern gospel preachers, which is no gospel at all, who tell you, you just need Jesus to make your life all better. Now, I'm going to tell you, I believe Jesus does give us abundant life. He promises to do so. There's no question about that. But with that come persecutions and tribulations. Paul says we enter the kingdom of God through many tribulations. Let me know. Okay, uh, sorry about that. Luke 14, 28, that's where that was from. Now, we're going to have some other passages we're going to get to, but I lead up to this interview. This is Doug Reed. He's out of Arkansas. Uh, Dr. Bill Smith, again, re um, referred him to me. We did the interview yesterday. It runs about 20 minutes or so, and, and Doug has counted the cost. It's cost him his job of 27 years teaching young people. And, you know, it took him a while to get around to saying, I'm just not going to wear this mask anymore. But he, but, he, but he was willing to be led by the Spirit of God to not do it. Good. Good. And he's lost his job. It's cost him something. But take a listen to Doug here uh, in this brief interview, and then we're going to hit the Scriptures after this. And I want to exhort you to count the cost. And I want you to not only count the cost, be willing to pay the cost to stand against tyranny. If we do it together, it won't cost us near as much as if we have to do it individually. All right, here's the interview uh, with Doug Reed. Okay, all right, we've got a special guest this morning, um, Doug Reed. He was formerly employed by Pulaski Academy in Little Rock, Arkansas, and he comes to us by way of our friend, America's Frontline Doctor, Dr. Bill Smith. And uh, Dr. Bill and I were talking the other day, and he said, hey, you might want to talk to my friend here, uh, Doug, and see what's going on. I said, what's happening? So anyway, Doug is here to tell us his story, which is, you know, it, it's becoming kind of commonplace for people who are bucking the system, who are resisting the tyranny that's that's been put on us for two years now. We're into our third year, and uh, it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Doug Reed. Good morning, sir. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Happy to have you. And uh, so let's just get right to it. You're, you're in this academy. How long have you been teaching there? 
Yeah, so I've been an AP physics teacher there for 27 years. Um, very well liked, uh, won awards. And um, so we had been wearing masks uh, starting in the fall of 2020. And we're still wearing masks. And, you know, we're so people that aren't Christians or they don't have the relational side of Christianity may not understand all this. But God began to um, dealing with me just on the fact that uh, masks don't work and they lie. And when I wear one, it's like I am communicating to everybody that I think they work and I don't. And then I, my body's a temple of the Holy Spirit and they're, they deprive me of oxygen. And there's bacteria on them. So there's different thoughts I had, but the Holy Spirit is our counselor. And I'm a part-time pastor too for a little church. Just kept kind of bugging me about it. And so I decided after much prayer and talking to other people that I was going to apply for a religious exemption from mask wearing starting in 2022. And that was on, I sent that to them on December 22nd, I think, uh, sent registered mail, but I, I, then I also emailed them a copy and, um, on December 30th. And I thought I was good, honestly, I thought this is the no brainer. I mean, why would they not let me do this? Um, but on December 30th, I got a letter back that they denied my religious exemption. And so, you know, religious liberty, as your um, viewers and listeners well know, that it's embedded in our Constitution, the First Amendment, freedom of religion, freedom of speech. And then Title Seven was passed in 1964, which supports that whole thing and defines it a little bit. And religion is one of the one of the things that's protected um, your religious views and your religious sincerely held religious beliefs and and I and so on December 30th they sent me a response letter that denied my religious exemption so I did not respond but I thought you know I'm going to go in Monday morning before school starts. And I'm going to talk to my uh, headmaster and see, you know, and just teach. I mean, surely they'll let me teach. I mean, I, I have five classes of kids that depend on me. There's an AP test coming up. And when I, and I saw, so I went in and I told him, um, I got your letter, but you got to realize this is a sincerely held religious belief that I've come to. And I don't even like the word religion, but I have to use the language. Uh, I see Christianity as a relationship. But um, anyway, he said, then I can't teach here. But he wouldn't really fire me. He, he wouldn't say those words. He kept saying I quit. I was like, well, I don't quit. So what I did is I went to my classroom and began teaching. Um, class hadn't quite started yet, but there were kids in there. And I was handing back semester tests. And then he came in my room and told me I had to go. And I said, so does this mean you're firing me? And he said, we got to go. And I told him, you know, I'm just trying to fulfill my contract of teaching and there's nothing about mask in the contract. And he escorted me out and told me to leave campus, which I did and haven't been back. And they've terminated my email account, my Gmail account. And so then I decided to, uh, and I'd already, I didn't, I didn't really think it would come to this, but um, I'd already set up a GoFundMe account for legal help. And uh, I put that live as soon as I got home. And so that's on my Facebook page. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the basic story. Um, and there's lots of kids who don't want masks either. And some of them decided they would do the religious exemption. And so they were sent home. Uh, and I think maybe some of them were just denied their religious exemption too. So that's the basic story so far. Okay. Well, Doug, let me ask you a question. Uh, so so they're doing basically what we're going to be protesting Chick-fil-A on on Saturday, which they're gearing up. They've already been doing the mass thing, um, and they've done that because 
you know, it comes down from government, not because not because anybody is not because even government has that authority mm-hmm. to do that. In fact, I would say that we're in a covid cult now that the the federal government, the state governments have set up a religion of covid. They call it science without any scientific fact. Uh, they're making you wear the, 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 the face muzzles. Uh, they're they're telling you you have to be tested or you have to take their uh, in, indoctrination shot uh, into your body. Um, or you can't work. Some of the places they're saying you can't, we're not going to serve you. Um, like in New York and such, Michigan, some other places have had that thing. You can't open your business and all of these kinds of things. So they're going right against what is there in the Constitution. And by the way, you know, I, I view the First Amendment as dealing with Congress can't make any law. It doesn't apply to me and you, and it doesn't really apply to business, but there's got to be something else that does. And so for me, you know, I went through the HIPAA laws. A bill sent those to me, and it deals specifically with healthcare providers, doctors, and things of this nature. So I understand what's there. The thing is, is we've got to drive this back to those who are siding with the tyrants. Now, you've got a GoFundMe set up. We'll have that link in the archive later this morning if people want to support you. Or if you give it to me, I can probably bring it up here uh, to show people. But, you know, it's interesting to me. That they're willing to let somebody who's been a teacher for how many years there? Twenty-seven years. Twenty-seven over, years. It's a cloth that goes over your mouth. And yeah, you, like hand. Yeah. Well, and 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 you realize, look, you went along with them. Maybe you didn't know whatever the case may be, but your conscience bothered you. And they're and now they're telling you, well, wait a minute, you can't voice. This is what blows my mind. You can't voice what your religious convictions are. Your what your conscience dictates. That's how I like to use it. What your conscience dictates. You can't stand upon that under the protection of the law. You've got to go along with it. In fact, when we're dealing with Chick-fil-A, they said, we're not going to mandate the vaccine because you can have a religious exemption for that. But if but if you're going to do that, then you have to uh, take the test every week. Well, OK, what if what if I think that's against my conscience, too? Seems like you're not given that option, are you? No, no, no option. Just can't teach and I really feel sorry for my students because I am a student teacher. I mean, I lo- love my students and wish I could be there, but um, you know, there's some things we're going to have to start standing up. We're losing all of our rights. Like you said, to the COVID cult, uh, the COVID rules that they've set up, which don't work. I mean, we continue to have problems um, no matter what rules we we have. And yeah, we're just, lo- we're losing lots of freedoms constitutional rights, religious freedom, religious liberty, uh, based on lies. Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a reader, I'm a reader and I read peer reviewed journals. I mean, I'm a science person. And when I read it, there's just no basis for the extreme, uh, rules and mandates that they put out, which are not laws. You're right. They're, they're not laws. Their uh, laws are passed by legislature and signed by governor or president. That's right. And, None of this has ever, none of that's ever happened. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, so let me ask you this. Have any of your students reached out to you after you left to say, hey, uh, Mr. Reed, what what went on here? What's going on? Why are you not coming back to teach us? Or have any of them been over to your house to see, check on you, see how you're doing? Any of that? Have you had any interaction with any of the students? Not, not personally, but some of them have given to my account. And then uh, I'm on Snapchat because that's what, teenagers are on and some of them have uh posted on their stories pictures of me saying justice for mr reed anyway amen hey well that's good uh, that's good yeah 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 so i i've had that kind of interaction and i've had them send me notes mr reed's the greatest teacher why don't everybody have a backbone and stand up but somebody on i think the yesterday's newscast i was on that they were saying well what would you suggest to others who want to stand up I'm like, well they better count the cost because I mean, I just lost my job of 27 years and, you know, God's got something else for me that's going to be good. And, um, and I do want to, you know, take this to court, not to punish anybody. Uh, I really want, you know, the courts are just so reluctant, so it's probably an uphill battle, but if we could just get one yes victory at the Arkansas Supreme Court or the U.S. Supreme Court, then that would be precedence where these, um, CEOs and government administrators couldn't be doing this and elected governors and those kind of people. 
Yeah. What what I'm finding is even when you win, you remember the guy, uh, Jack, out in the at the bakery, he won his case at the Supreme Court level, and the very next month, they're right back after him. So these lawless tyrants, they don't learn. This is this yeah, is you know you're right about that. They don't learn until you bring the hammer down on them. They have to be punished because they're lawless. And you know, I don't think a Supreme Court ruling is even necessary. I'm watching what's going on in Kazakhstan right now and the people are ticked off about how they've jacked up their electric bill. They're going and arresting the military. I've seen I put out the videos on that. It's going to in America, it's we the people. We are the law enforcers. And as, as soon as we get that in our head, that it's our duty, not the police's duty, not anybody else's. It's the it's the people. Article one, section eight, clause 15, the militia. That's the people to be the law enforcers. Then that's when we're going to do it. Until then, we're going to be doing these things like what I'm going to be doing with the protest. Now, you're going to try to bring a, a court case. Is that correct? Have you spoken with a lawyer yet? I've spoken with several. Um, most of them have told me it's an uphill battle. And I understand that um, if it was the vaccine most uh at least one i talked to said that's so intrusive we could probably get a positive judgment he said but with mask judges have just been reluctant to intervene how do you put it intervene in administration i almost want to say administration of society but that's not exactly what he said but that's what he meant and but I mean, he said, I've won hard cases before. I'll I'll take it. But you guys need to think about it because it's going to be uphill. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned, I, I would probably suggest you do this um, and give it a shot. You've already sent them a letter for religious exemption. I would follow up with another letter now that they've kind of cut you off. I'd follow up with another letter to say, you have not told me the reasons why this is necessary. I'd put in there, the manufacturer says that it doesn't stop coronavirus from coming through there. Not that SARS-CoV-2 has ever been proven to even exist. Um, but I would I would note those things, and I would send them a letter, and I would say, I, w- I wait your response. Ask them some questions. Then when they don't do it again, send them an- wait another 15 or 30 days, send them another letter. This way you're building a case, and if they're not answering that, you've got a case there where they haven't made a reason for why they're doing it. Just flippant, I, you know, we, we think we ought to do it and stuff. That seems, and especially if it's not in your contract. So it seems to me they're breaking contract with you, just like you said before. Is that not well, correct? I agree. I agree. And, and um, that's all going to be considered, I think. Um, they've cut me off from all my email and everything and my Google Drive. We use Google there. Like it or not, I didn't like it. But um, so I can't get to any of my documents or anything that, like, um, the employee handbook and I mean none of that's in there. Uh, would there be I another would there be another teacher who might be able to give you access to that or at least print it out for you? Uh I that's a good question. I'll have to check on that. <clears throat> okay. See. All right. What you've got you you said you have a go a fund me, is that right? Yeah, it's not, the easiest way to get to it's my Facebook, which is doug.read.1612. And <clears throat> I think it's the last post I put on there. And um, I, I think, see, I, and their parents and students have donated, and I'm up to ten, almost $10,000, if not that much by now. And that's just the last two days. Okay. All right. Um, let me, I'm I'm kind of pulling this up here. And uh, this is Doug's Facebook page. So if you want to friend me, Doug, and there it is. Yep. Uh, if you want to friend me, Doug, you can me. do that. Um, right. And right there. get that off of there. And so this is it right here, right? That's so it let, right there. All right. Let's bring this up and we'll. Um, there's several yeah, things see, here. Oh, wow. 1,400. <laughs> wow. You've got some good supporters there. They, you must be really liked in the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the community that you're in for people just to jump on that with you. Well, and that, and I'm also a justice of the peace for Pulaski County, and I've also put the county judge who has mask rules, and I'm like, I'm not wearing a mask anymore. Now, he doesn't employ me, so he can't fire me, and I'm elected by 20,000 people in West Pulaski County, and I don't think he can deny me access to come make votes on county legislation. So that'll be another fight for next Tuesday. All right. Well, that's, this I got to tell you, this is this is I'm I'm sort of shocked because I know other people, they go and they have these kinds of things and they're struggling to get 500 bucks. And you've got some people behind you um, who believe in what you're doing because they know you're taking a stand for them. It's not just for you. 
I mean, you may be at the forefront. And I of say it. that in my GoFundMe. I said yep. this is for all of us because if we can get a positive ruling, now you're right. The lawless people still, and who's going to stop them? Uh, use, but still, we just need to get it on the books. I think, and and uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I I actually think this was the issue that was going on up in Michigan, where the governor had been slapped down twice by the Supreme Court. She kept violating yes. the law. And I think those guys were part of militia who went in there to arrest her, to bring her to justice. They weren't going to kidnap her. They were going to, to, to bring her to justice. And this is what I'm saying. We've lost sight of the fact that the people are the ones to be the law enforcers. And we lived in our comfort and ease and passed it off to, to people who, who aren't even accountable in many cases. They, they're not accountable to the people. They don't get elected or, you know, the police force and stuff. They're not accountable for that. And they don't want to go do this, but they'll do the biddings of the tyrants. So I'm glad to see that you've got some support, Doug. Is there some final thoughts you want to leave with people about what's going on here? And you say you've got something coming up Tuesday. Um, and would you like to encourage people? I appreciate you bringing in, uh, you know, scripture into this. Is there something you want to encourage people who might be in the same kind of situation you're in? And they're just they're timid from standing up for fear they're going to lose their job. They're going to be ridiculed or something like that. Would you would you leave us with um, some exhortation there? Yeah, I would say that um, you need to stand up because we're we're okay, and you but you got to count the cost. So we might you might lose your job. I was going to read a verse here to you. I have it memorized, but I don't want to mess it up. So just let me go to it real quick. I memorized this because I was going to say it uh, to uh, my headmaster, but I was let go before I could get there. Thirteen. Let's see if this is it. Yeah, here it is. <clears throat> this is from the ESV version. And it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead. And here it is. So that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Now, we're not there yet, but this is all practice for that. And we're not going to be able to stop that. But, I, you know, Paul, when he was getting ready to be flogged, he pulled the Roman card and said, I'm a Roman That's citizen. Right. And there is nothing wrong with us standing up for our constitution and our way of life that God has given us here, especially when it's being taken over illegally, in my opinion. Um, and uh, and we're heading, I mean, some people, they're not letting them buy or sell. They're not letting them have a job over something that doesn't even have a good foundation of proof in peer-reviewed data. Uh, anyway, it's just shocking. It's just shocking. So, yeah, if we don't all start, if, if we all stood up, they couldn't do any of this. If they all stood up, they couldn't do If we all stood up, they could not do any of this that they're doing. Well, we've seen some of that already uh, with some of the nurses and doctors that have walked mm-hmm. out. Now some of them are being called in. One lady who tested, what did she, she was like triple COVID positive and all this stuff saying that they said they didn't care. We got to have help down here. And they called them back to work. So, yeah, if the if the if they will stand up together, if they all stand as one, it, it it'll be very it, it should be very painless. They might lose they might lose their job for a day or two or something like that. But they're going to realize real quick they can't sustain whatever business they're doing in doing that. And I do believe, you know, I differ with that we're going that we're that that's the mark of the beast and stuff like that. Because no, no, I, I don't, I don't say that. Either. Sure, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm I know you weren't. I knew you weren't. I, I, I view it as in the past, in the first century. But I also see there's application, and I definitely agree with you. We're moving. We have a beastly system. All these uh, nations and governments that forget God, they end up becoming beastly. And they're going to mark yes. you. They're going to tell you you're going to do what we say, not what God says, but what we say. I was thinking about this one. And uh, this is based on what, you know, you had just said. This is out of Luke chapter 14. It says, and there went great multitudes with him. And he turned and said to them, if any man come to me and hate not his father and his mother and his wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, even his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first? And counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it, lest haply after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, 
all that behold it began to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh at him with 20,000? And I think that's the thing. I think people, some people have counted the cost and they're not willing to pay it. And you've stepped up and said, I know what the cost is, but I'm not going to go against my conscience. As Martin Luther said, uh, it's neither right nor safe. And I think that's the place that you need to be. Uh, Doug, we appreciate you joining us and giving your story. Hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you uh, shortly. Okay, all right. That was Doug Reed. And, uh, you know, I I applaud his, you know, he's he's come around, he's took that stand. And some people say, well, it took him on. Well, hey, you know, some people... They're, they have to do, they have to work through that. The fact of the matter that he came around and he took the stand ought to be, you know, we ought to applaud that and we ought to get behind him in that. So I'll have his link for his GoFundMe after the show uh, in the archives. But you guys saw that on there. I hope you can catch that. And if you feel the need to support Doug, um, you know, get behind him in that, do that. Now, Eric made a mention of something. He made a, a statement in here in the chat that's great. Uh, begging gets you ultimatums, not results. That's right. That's exactly right. And you know, Eric, one of the things <clears throat> in my conversation, let me turn my volume back up here. Uh, one of the things that happened in my conversation with Tony Roman yesterday was he was saying this, he was saying basically the same thing. He said, when you go to them and the you say, I want a religious exemption, you're begging them for what is already yours. You're begging them for what I was... It's just like, why don't you go and exercise your rights and say, no, I'm not asking you for anything. You're unjust, you're wrong in what you're doing, and I'm going to live my life my way, not the way you're telling me to live it. And then he brought up the story, if any of you guys have ever seen Goodwill Hunting, the little uh, thing in there, the, the scene where... <clears throat> Matt Damon and Robin Williams are sitting there, and he's talking to him about his dad beating him. And his dad would come in and he would say, well, you can get the stick or the belt or the wrench. And so Williams asked him, he says, well, which one did you choose? And he says, well, the wrench. And the point is, is that he's not going to ask for leniency for somebody who's going to do something to him in that kind of manner. He's not going to beg the tyrant to be lenient with him. He's going to push on him. And that's what we've got to do here. We're going to have to get it through our heads that government and businesses do not dictate our consciences. They don't. And we shouldn't beg them to do it either. This is why we're having a protest. This is why we're having a protest we're not asking them to do the right thing. We're telling them you should be doing the right thing because you're doing the wrong thing. You're doing the wrong thing. All right, let's hit the scriptures real quickly, okay? Because I've got several here that I just kind of want to lay out that just came to mind. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. This is I tell you what, this is one of the most frightening passages. If you're a person who's not a true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's one of the most frightening passages. Here it is. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. So if you found the gate and you're inside the straight gate, you can thank the Lord Jesus Christ for that. Okay, Because he's the one who put you there. Not you yourself. He's the one who did it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Now, these are the words of Jesus. He's saying you can't do it. He says you can't bring forth this kind of fruit. If you're a good tree, you can't bring forth evil fruit. If you're a corrupt tree, you can't bring forth good fruit. 
Okay? <clears throat> Wherefore, or excuse me, every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me. Now listen to this very carefully, because this is going to apply with all the things that we're talking about here. Not everyone that saith to me, excuse me, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter in the kingdom of heaven. But he that, what? Doeth. Doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. See, they're calling him the Master. Lord. Have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not preached in your name? And in your name have we not cast out devils? Whoa, really? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And listen to what Jesus says. Listen very carefully. And I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me. Listen Ye that work iniquity. You can say you're a Christian all day long. You can say you're a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can call him Lord, Lord, all you want to. But if you're working iniquity, if you're living in sin, if you're practicing sin, as John says, he's going to tell you, I never knew you. That is frightening words, friends. That is frightening words. Are you working iniquity or are you working righteousness? That's what you need to ask yourself. Therefore, Jesus goes on, Whoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon the rock. You know the song, right? The wise man built his house upon the rock. Right? You know that song, right? Um, So this is where that comes from. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. In other words, it could survive the storms. Sure, it got beat up, it got wet, it got drenched, maybe it even leaked a little bit, but it stood, the house stood, for it was founded upon a rock. It had a solid foundation. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not, see, your faith requires actions. Faith without works is dead, right? The ones who do not do them, they hear, but they don't do, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Great was the fall of it. What are we building on, folks? If we're going to count the cost, we need to have a bank account to to assess that from. Is it the teachings of Christ, or is it what we're seeing in the world? Do you see what I'm saying? This is what Jesus is talking about. Let me give you a few more here. Hopefully I'll get these in before the end of the show. If not, we'll run over just a little bit, but it won't be long. Go to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. And what we see there, beginning at verse 31, is we see, And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. So Jesus was counting the cost, wasn't he? He knew going to Jerusalem was going to bring about his death. But it was prophesied. He knew that was written in the Scriptures, and he was willing to count the cost. For the glory that was set before him, as the writer of the book of Hebrews says, he was willing to endure the shame for the glory set before him. All right? And he spake that saying openly. And Peter, this is, look, this is the guy that Rome tells you is the first pope, which is nonsense. There's one potentate, there's one uh, pontiff, that's the Lord Jesus. That's it. It's not a man. It's not It's not me or you. It ain't Francis. It ain't anybody they vote on with white smoke and stuff. It's not any of that. There's one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ. Okay? Peter took him, this alleged first pope, and began to rebuke him for what? For the, fir- for the gospel that he's preaching. And when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter. This is Jesus saying, get thee behind me, Satan. 
For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. And when he had called the people unto him, with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, which we have one here too, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Look, I'm telling you. These people going along with the tyrants, let me tell you who they're going along They're going along with the devil. The devil said he'll be like the Most High. He wants worship. Remember, I told you that the other day in the temptation of Jesus. What was, the, what was one of the first things he said? Bow down to me and I'll give you the kingdoms of the world because they've been given into my, into my hand. Now, they've been taken from him in the work of the Lord Jesus. These kingdoms have been taken from him. These kingdoms are under the rule of Christ. And we as his people are to push his crown rights on the kingdoms of the world. That's what we're to do. This is what it means to stand against tyranny. Now let's head over to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15 and following. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now it's not talking about the world as in... You know, the, the people, it's not talking about loving, the. it's talking about loving the world system and how it functions, everything about it. Because he says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, all those sins right there that Adam and Eve, our, our, our first mother and father, engaged in, is not of the father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth for... See, again, it's about doing. But what is the doing based on? Faith. You're not saved by faith and works. You're saved by faith alone, by grace alone, in Christ alone, and that produces the works in you. If you don't have works, you should question whether you have faith. Okay? And then he says this. <clears throat> Little children, it is the last time this is first century. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know it's the last time. He's telling you that right there. Then they went out front, they went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be that it they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. You get that? There are some people who are going to go out from us. They're already showing their face in the, in the face of tyranny. They're ready to abandon the church, abandon the law of God, abandon justice for the sake of keeping their job, keeping their business, blah, 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 blah. And let me tell you, Jesus has words for you too. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. He's got words for you too. Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, <clears throat> excuse me, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness... How great is that darkness? For no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. And he's going to tell you what masters he's talking about. You cannot serve God and mammon or money. You can't do it. 
Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more is is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye much not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? I does God not care for his own? Absolutely he does. Red State Talk Radio listeners, if you want to finish this up, join us on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live, beforeitsnews.com, or sonsoflibertymedia.com, right side of the page. I'm going to continue just a couple more passages of Scripture that I want to get in here. Um, I think it's important. I want to exhort you to do that. Talk to you tomorrow, Lord willing, 6 a.m. Okay, Bethany reminded me yesterday, and welcome people over from Red State Talk Radio. So welcome to everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. Sometimes I just get on a, you know, a thing, and I'm, I'm going here. But this is kind of how this progressed for me today in thinking about these things of counting the costs. The next passage I want to go to, and I've only got about three, or four, three more to go, and then I'm going to fin- finish with this other one. But here's what I want to give you. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Some of you are fearful about losing your job if you take a stand. Uh, some of you are fearful that you're going to lose family or friends and all these kinds of things. I think I kind of ad- addressed that um, in another passage. But listen to this one here. This is from Luke chapter 12. <clears throat> and he says, And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after they have no more they can do. For I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. He's talking about God. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But even the very hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not, therefore. Ye ye are of more value than many sparrows. And then he goes on and he says, he quotes what we had before. Also I say unto you, whoever, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. Now, listen. What we're doing, what we're going to do on Saturday, is a stand for righteousness. It's This isn't you know, something trivial. This is actually standing for the name of Christ. You will find nowhere in Scripture where you pump poison into your body to get a job. You're, you'll find nowhere in Scripture to where you take known poisons as a test that's inaccurate in the first place, based upon a lie in the first place, not that we're to go along with a lie. We're to expose them, Ephesians 5.11, right? We're to expose that. So this fight that we're in against tyranny, whether it's in government, whether it's in businesses, is a righteous fight. It is a righteous fight because they're being unjust. And we have to call them out. And we're going to stand with Jesus on this. They can't give you a reason for for what they're doing. Their fear, their lies that this is all based on. Two more real quickly. As far as counting the cost, this comes from Luke chapter 9. So just a couple of chapters over. Luke chapter 9, beginning at verse 56. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And so they went to another village, and it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes. And birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Now, the interesting thing about that one is his dad's not really dead. He's going to wait on him to do it. Apparently so he can get an inheritance or something like that. But the case is, he's not dead yet. And Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. 
And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Hmm, Those are some powerful things, isn't it? Are we so attached to the things of the world? I mean, this is something that we have to examine ourselves for and ask ourselves. I can't answer that for you. I, I got enough trouble answering it for myself. Are we so attached to even the good things that God has given us, whether it's a house or whether it's family or parents, whatever the case may be, are those things standing in the way of you following Christ? Are they standing in the way of you counting the cost? Last one here. <clears throat> you say, well, people are going to make fun of me. I, You know, I adults saying that stuff, I don't quite get. I get it when you're a kid. I get it when you're, you know, in school and stuff like that. I, I get that because I, I understand that. I've been there. I don't get it as an adult. So what? <laughs> you know, you don't have any impact on my life. Listen, listen to what Jesus says here. This is from Matthew chapter 5. In the Beatitudes, beginning at verse 10, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. And then listen to this. This He's not saying, hey, think about this. This is a command. This is an imperative. Rejoice. And be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city on, <clears throat> on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. See, it's it's exhortive. Many of you heard the little song, even if you weren't believers or whatever, you heard the little song, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, right? I know I can't sing. I like to sing. I just can't sing. You've heard the song. This is where this comes from. We're to go out and be a light unto the world. We're not to be darkness to them. We're not to gather darkness to ourselves. And that's what you do when you submit to tyranny. You gather darkness to yourself. You're not a light. And believe you me, this medical stuff that's going on, these lies that we're being told, the mandates that's being forced on people, that's darkness and that's tyranny. There is you won't no Christian will ever be able to point to scripture and say you should submit to this. Or they're gonna take look look here. Either, or they're gonna take and they're gonna twist scripture to their own destruction and yours if you listen to it. And many of them are doing it. We're gonna have um Pastor Kerry on next week who did the video for enemies. Uh, Enemies Within the Church. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, Enemies Within the Church. I've got the DVD. I'm going to be watching that this weekend. We're going to have him on. And you're seeing what they're doing in the church. Men who are who are showing themselves as hirelings. They're not men of God. They're not sticking to their principles found in the Scriptures. And they're trying to side with sodomites. They're trying to side with evolutionists. They're trying to side with uh, the tyrants of the day. Oh, you love your neighbor by shooting poison into your body. Liars, hirelings, antichrist, that's what they are. They've denied the Christ. Let me tell you something. I This is the final passage I'm going to leave you with. And this is, after you count the cost, go and do the stuff. We, we've already been through that in some of these passages. It's what we do, right? He who does the will of my Father. This comes from Ecclesiastes. Now, this is something, excuse me, and I don't know what's going on. My throat's dry, and I've done drank all my tangy tangerine here. So, this is one of the passages that I gave to my kids when they were really young about a work ethic. 
This is out of Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Beginning at verse 7, it says, Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, drink thy wine with a merry heart, for God now accepteth thy, wor- he, he accepteth thy works. Let thy garments be always white, and let thy head lack no ointment. Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of thy life of thy vanity, which he hath given thee under the sun all the days of thy vanity, for that is thy portion in this life and in thy labor which thou takest under the sun. And then he says this, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest. He finishes out and he says, I returned and saw unto the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. I want to encourage you. Maybe you're not, maybe you're not quick on your feet. Maybe you're not the strongest person intellectually or with knowledge or even physically. He says, nor the battle of the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth happeneth to them all. For man also knoweth not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. See, there's a message there for us. If we're going to take the tyrants by the horns, if that's what we're going to do, he says we need to do it with all our might, whether we're strong or whether we're not. Because the Bible tells us when we're weak, who's strong? That's right. He's strong in us. He is strong in us. The question is, do we believe it enough to put our hand to the plow, grip it tight, hold on, and let him pull that plow as we go behind it, going in the road that we should go? That's what I want to encourage you for today. Count the cost. It's going to cost you something. For some of us, it may cost less than others. I was thinking of these January 6th guys. And I may disagree with them politically as far as, you know, Trump and all this other, but they they went up there to say, we want fair elections. We want to know that the votes were counted correctly. And for that, I stand with them. And what if some of these men suffered and women? Imprisonment? Slander? Libel? Some of them... One or two of them, they've even died in the cell. They had no idea that going up there and taking that stand, okay, they had no idea in taking that stand that that would be their fate, but they went and did it anyway. I could point to the people at Bundy Ranch or the the, the bird farm out there in Oregon or any of that other, they went and took a stand against the tyrants. It's time for us to take ours. Many of you are already doing that locally. I see that. Praise God for you in your area, in your sphere of influence. And some of you are ready to do it, but you haven't stepped out there and done it. Today, take time. Count the cost. Maybe you don't feel like you have enough in your account. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you do. You, you're, full, you're full up. Throw yourself on his mercy and ask him for the strength to do that. Maybe you're not a believer in the Lord Jesus. Well, the Bible says the first thing you've got to do is repent. You better count the cost of living your life without Christ. Because you're going to face the one that can not only destroy your body, but he can put your soul in hell. And today, the command is this. Repent. Repent of your lawlessness and your sinfulness. Your breaking of God's law. Whether it's your adulteries, your idolatries, your killing, your... Hatred in your heart, your lust in your heart, your bearing false witness, your covetousness, whatever it is, you need to repent of that today. That's the command. Guys, have a great day. And um, Bradley be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. I hope some of you, I hope I'm going to get to meet some of you at Chick-fil-A once again. That's going to be this Saturday from 11 to 2 at 1704 West Floyd Baker Boulevard, Gaffney, South Carolina. Remember, don't park on the property. Don't be on the property. Get on the sidewalk. Stand with us. Bring your signs or whatever, and, um, and we'll see you then. All right? Take care.